Well, this episode of the story behind her success sure is different. I've never done one like this before. I'm recording it in my bed, flat on my back with a ruptured disc in my lower back. Just got home after spending five days in the hospital. Hi, it's Candy O, and I am sorry that I don't have a guest to inspire you this week. But I didn't want to miss this time with you. And I've been thinking long and hard about the hard lessons that I've learned this week. So I came up with four life lessons from the floor. And I think they might just help you if you're ever faced with an injury or an illness and you just need some guidance or a virtual hand to hold, maybe even a laugh or a smile. And by the way, forgive how I sound. One of the many things that I've been learning down here is that you become smaller when you're hurt and your voice loses its power. You feel diminished. You feel weak at times, even like a loser. It is humbling down here. And that is lesson number one from the floor, humility. When you're down on the floor and you can't help yourself, everything changes. In that moment, you become dependent on others, and that makes you feel so vulnerable. No matter how driven or strong-willed you are, this is going to get you, and you have to learn to ask for help, and you have to be patient. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, so let me back it up here just a little bit and tell you how I ended up on the floor in the first place. I'm a lifelong swimmer. It's the only sport I've ever been any good at, and I was a one-meter diving champion in high school in Connecticut, and I was recruited to go to Boston College. That's what brought me here to the Boston area. Water is my thing, and swimming is my sport. It's the only one, like I said, that I'm any good at. For 34 years, I've been the aquatics director for the Meadowbrook Day Camp in Weston, and I just love it there. And I'm a certified American Red Cross lifeguard since I was 15 and a water safety instructor since I was 17. I swim laps every day to try to stay in good shape. And every two years, you've got to renew your certifications. So I showed up at the pool on Sunday to research for my lifeguard training. Now here's a sidebar. I've been having lower back issues for about 20 years, and here's why. There was a doorknob that was loose on the soundproofed studio door at the radio station where I worked for all those years here in Boston, and I went to open it in a hurry one day, and it came off in my hand and threw me back, and I landed on my butt. And ladies, let me tell you, as I was falling backward, all I could think about was, oh God, What underwear do I have on today? Because everybody's going to see me. I had a bruise the size of a football on my butt, and I've really honestly never been the same. So back to the research at the pool. My skills were looking pretty solid. And by the way, I was like the oldest person in the whole class until I had to serve as a secondary rescuer and backboard a passive victim at the edge of the pool by forcefully pushing the backboard into the water vertically And then fighting its natural buoyancy, I then had to grasp the hand of the victim, tip the board up with the victim on it, and pull the board out of the water. After demonstrating the skill, my back felt tight, but there was no pain. Fast forward to Tuesday morning, when I was in my office, and all I did was turn to put a piece of paper in the trash. And you guys, the pain that went through my back and my body was like a freight train. 
I held on to my desk. I screamed for my husband, and he dragged me to an open space in our living room, and he laid me down on the floor. For the next seven hours, that's where I stayed, on the floor, with ice on my lower back. I was overwhelmed by the pain and screamed every time the muscle spasms came. Tom was so awesome. He crouched down beside me. He kissed my forehead. He whispered, I love you. And in these first few hours of that injury, all I could think about was what I wasn't doing on my daily to-do list. How would I catch up? Who am I disappointing? How can I record my shows? I'm supposed to fly to Nashville to record more shows for a new series called Country Music Success Stories. What am I going to do? Everything was unraveling. Like when you drop a spool of ribbon on the floor and it just keeps on going, except I couldn't get it. I couldn't catch up. I was stuck on the floor. The three words that I remember most were these, please help me. And I am not good at asking for help. I am a doer. I'm all about getting stuff done. I'm an only child. I have never been someone who feels comfortable asking for help. I do it myself. I was a single mom for 15 years. Just asking makes me feel weak and I hate it. So I had to change and I had to swallow my pride to be humble and to admit that I was in too much pain to even make my own decisions. I felt like I'd lost my way and I couldn't find my way back. And it's interesting because as I type these words, I'm remembering a song that I recorded a few years ago with JC. It's a beautiful friendship song. Her name is JC Dawn Valeris, and she grew up in Chelmsford. And it's called If I Should Lose My Way. Maybe that would be a good thing to play right about now. Here it comes. As we turn our lives down this complicated road, if you need a hand to hold, I promise you I will be your friend through whatever should lose my way along this road we share please wait for me come what may if I should lose my way Just rest a while I'll be alone If I should lose my way Along this road we share Please wait for me Come what 
J.C. Don Valeris and me with our duet, If I Should Lose My Way. So in that moment of deep humility there on the floor, I learned my second life lesson. I discovered that real love is braided through and through with compassion. When you are down on the floor looking up at the faces of those who love you, you know for sure that nothing matters more in life than the people you love and the people who love you back. Nothing. My husband Tom, the love of my life, there he was, never left my side, kissing my forehead, reassuring me I'd be okay. My daughter Colleen, all grown up, I used to talk about her all the time on the air. She's still my baby for always and ever. She jumped in the car, drove to my house, laid down on the floor beside me, wiped my tears, and just kept on saying, I'm right here, Mama. I'm your person. And then, here comes my chiropractor, Josh Dunsky of 20 years, and his able assistant, Haley. They showed up to make a house call. Nobody does that anymore, right? But they wanted to just show me that they would do anything they could to help me and to comfort me, and that we would all work together to get me healed again. And in my heart, I felt the love, and I felt the compassion, and it felt so good, it washed all over me. And that's when I learned life lesson number three from the floor. Trust. Somehow, I crawled to the couch and I camped out there for the night. Tom slept in the recliner right by my side. I had to trust that he knew what was right for me in this moment. And I had to let go of my pride. And I had to lean into trust. And if you're wondering how a woman can pee when she can't walk Let's just say it was one of the most humbling experiences of my lifetime, which I am not sharing with you here on this program, and still has me wondering if my man will ever want me again. (laughs) I'm serious. Every second, every minute, every hour of that first night crept by in slow motion. And when the sun came up, Tom took one look at me and called an ambulance because he knew he couldn't take care of me anymore. I had to go see the professionals. It was at Newton Wellesley Hospital where I learned lesson number four from the floor. Kindness. Kindness is a superpower. It is what creates community. It is at the root of love. And to be really honest, don't you all agree that we need to be a little more kind to one another these days? 
As I laid there on that gurney beside the nurse's station, kind faces started looking down on me, people I'd never seen before who suddenly cared about me. They said things like, we've got you, girl, don't worry, we're going to take care of you, hang in there, I'm coming right over. And suddenly I felt a warm blanket wrapped around me. An IV was put in my arm with painkillers. Soft hands, warm hearts, all aimed in my direction, despite the fact that these docs and nurses are stretched to the max. I'm sure you guys have all heard about it on the news. Patients are coming back into the hospitals after not going during the pandemic, and now they're really sick. Some of them have had cancer for a while and haven't had any treatments. It's just a mess. So inside one of the exam rooms, I can hear a man shouting rudely for a nurse to come. He's saying things like, hello, hello, hello. Is anybody coming? I don't have time for this. And then I watch the nurse. She walks in, head held high. She responds with grace under pressure. And moments later, that same nurse is running into another room where a CT scan has revealed that a man is bleeding internally. His wife is being taken out of the room. She's crying. The nurse is comforting her. And once again, She's showing amazing kindness. And in these moments, I discovered a way to be wherever you are, up or down, on cloud nine or flat on your back. You can always be kind and you can always choose faith over fear. Here's a version that I recorded of Amazing Grace a few years ago. I thought it would be the perfect place to put it. I hope you like it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind, but now I see. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Twas grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will
was blind, but now I see. As I was preparing to leave the hospital, I got a roommate. We're going to call her Alice. She was all alone and softly crying as the nurses were tucking her into bed. She has cancer, but that's not her main concern. I'd guess she's about 85 or 90 years old, and Alice has been taking care of one of her daughters who has stage 4 colon cancer. And even though she was so sick herself, the only thing she cared about was taking care of her daughter. When it was time for me to go, I paused at her bedside and I said, God bless you, Alice. And as I said those words, I realized that every once in a while, we have to get thrown down on the floor in order for us to see the world from a new perspective, because that's where we learn what really matters. That's where we press the reset button and we learn life's greatest lessons. I don't know what's ahead for me for the next couple of days. I could bounce right back. It could take more time. But I would be so grateful for your positive vibes. And thank you so much for listening. And that's the story behind her success for this week. If you know a woman I should interview for the show, reach out and tell me about her. Just go to my website, candyoterry.com. There's also a full library of stories for you to listen to anytime you need a little dose of inspiration. Follow me on Facebook at Candy O'Terry Official and on all other platforms at Candy O'Terry. And whether you're listening on one of our radio affiliates or from your smartphone, we'll have a fresh episode for you next week on the story behind her success. And remember, when we lift each other up, we all rise.